They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back into another edition of the 1215 Club. It is Ariel here on the mic, joined as always by Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and Eric the Big German. Why are you guys laughing at me? It sounds like fake enthusiasm. You tell me, oh, you have to bring it. You have to bring it. So I'm trying to bring it. I know, but bring it when it's real. That's real. No, because you're, hey, welcome <laughs> And that's Dan, in case uh, nobody could figure that out. That's Dan Patrick. He's joining us this week. Mark. Why am I joining you? We just wanted to talk to you. We haven't had you on since episode 15, Dan. It's been quite a time. I mean, what are we, like 55 at this point? I think we're 60, 62 or 63. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you guys to kind of celebrate, establish yourself and not bring me in and... You know, I, I, I want you guys to. It's like when I let you out of the house and then you go off to school. That's what I'm letting you guys do. Just go off to school. It's just. I mean, I'm not a math guy, but it's a small percentage that we've had you on so far. <laughs> three out of sixty-three. I mean, I can't do the math, like I said, but I mean, I'd imagine that's a small percentage. Mark. ADP. Yeah. This Mar. is kind of like, you know, you drop your kids off at school, but we're coming back home. To do the laundry for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're coming back home for the holidays. All right, you cool with that? Yeah, I'm here. Let's go. What did you think about? Uh, so we've had a couple wives on. We've had your son on. Yeah. What do you think about those interviews? Did anything come out of there that was super startling? No. Anything that shocked you? <laughs> Thanks, Dan. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing that shocked you. Not even with uh, Jen. Oh, but that's not my wife. No, I said a couple wives, and then we had your son. Just those interviews that we've been doing with people outside of uh, this building. I thought Jen Fritz was great. I thought that uh, you know that was revelatory where she talked about going to uh, whatever. Somebody was uh, going to read her palm or something and said, you're going to have three kids, but you're only going to birth two of them. And, and she gave birth to two kids, and the other child is Todd. I thought that that was unbelievable. Yeah, you know, so she she was great, but you know, wives don't have an agenda. They're not they're not on the air. They don't you know. You ask my wife a question, then she gives you the answer. Same with my son, and same with Jen. That's they, they don't they don't think. Boy, should I answer this in a different way? They just answer what's natural. So you think we should have other wives on? Is what which other wife would you be interested in hearing from? All of them, really, all of them. Um, I, I, they're all fascinating. Paulie's wife, Dana, uh, Sarah with McLovin and Seton's wife. Uh, you know, Aaron's been in radio for a long, long time. She might try to, you know, take over and be the host there, but <laughs> no, it's, uh, they would all be good. They'd all be fun. But a voice like this, though, I don't know if anybody could, uh, take over, you know? For me. Uh, oh, for me. Like, for me. Oh, oh, was, oh, my bad. No, I was just talking about like me. My yeah, bad. Yeah. Wow. That is it's quite a voice here. Eric. I think the biggest takeaway from Todd's wife's appearance was A, that um, the it was A-Rod, right? That, that she had was Jeter. Oh, Jeter. Jeter. But that they hadn't even met yet. It was an arranged marriage by Todd's, what, Todd's mom, which, big surprise. Yeah. 
And then, like, but I didn't know that. And then the fact that after all that craziness, but it did set the stage for me. Like, it's clear that Todd doesn't necessarily care about quorum when it comes to guests and, you know, with setting up kind of the whole bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah videos. Like, no. he's just willing to go all out. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get the guest on for whatever purpose, Todd will do it. And and he doesn't take no for an answer. But that's his life. That's all he has to do. Jen does everything else at the house. Todd's job when he's at home is the same thing as his job here. He's Todd Fritz when he's at home. And you could tell that, that Jen kind of fills in whatever areas need to be filled in. So you having worked with him for 20 years at this point, would you say that is a good thing or a bad thing that he just takes no for an answer? Because it's not even only with guests, it's with talking to you and interacting with you and the guys. Well, he's never, ever taking, taken me up on my advice. Which it, was? It, oh, it's through the years. I mean, I've given him advice on many things, but he doesn't do it. I'll just say, hey, why don't you take a walk every day? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I could be better at doing that. That doesn't mean he's going to do it. I said, you know, you should drink water every day. You should drink 100 ounces. Yeah, yeah, I could be better at that. And that always means I'm, there's no way I'm going to do this. I have had to tell him before, you know, if somebody doesn't answer or somebody doesn't get back to you in a certain amount of time, you know, take the, take the hint. Todd is terrible at taking hints. Like his social awareness is horrible. But that's also part of what makes him great is he is going to get that guest. If you say, Todd, go get that guest. It's like a dog fetching a stick. He's going to go get it. Might be in the middle of the lake, but he's going to go get it. Bill? Um, is there anyone of note that's like straight up blocked Todd or like changed their number on him? Bill Murray. Really? Actually? Yeah, Bill Murray told me. He said, stop. Tell Todd to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yikes. Yeah. Is there anybody else? I know he was texting uh, Joe Buck's wife at one point because he was thinking it was Joe Buck. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> you think that was? Yeah. No, I don't think that. I, I think he knew it was Joe Buck's wife. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Yeah. I mean, Todd watched U.S. Open tennis, the women's side of the draw, and he couldn't tell you anything that happened on the men's side of the draw <laughs> other than that uh, Djokovic didn't win. He doesn't know who won, but he's watching women's tennis. I mean, it's what's, it's pretty easy to see who Todd is. And the thing is that people don't, I don't know if people fully grasp, but that's actually Todd. The one that you see on the air, it's actually him. Like, it's you're not just saying that um, he watches U.S. tennis. He'll come behind the scenes or, you know, in the morning meeting when we're not rolling yet, and he'll say, yeah, I was watching U.S. women's tennis last night. He watches local news for the news anchors. He watches for the women who deliver the news. Well, isn't there, like, uh, you have your yearly Christmas party. Yeah. Hasn't he asked you to invite local anchors? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> because I, I, I'm friends with a, a local news anchor, but it's a guy. And and Todd always wants to know if, if you're going to invite a guy, then, you know, could you invite you know some of these women newscasters and i go that, that's not the way it works i don't know them <laughs> yeah, but yeah he's kind of disappointed when when ted shows up <laughs> eric yeah something i thought you had something. no all right dylan. oh dylan I, uh, I, was gonna, I mean i think that's why todd rocked the leather jacket at your last christmas party thinking that maybe oh i don't even, just maybe i don't remember what i was like on. one of the my biggest takeaways from that was just <laughs> seeing todd in a leather jacket cracked me up for some reason 
I don't even remember what he had on. Yeah, I feel like he always comes pretty well-dressed to your parties. A lot more well-dressed than he comes here. Well, this is all just leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just all of the gear that he's accumulated over the years. He he saves everything. and I mean, not like we get dressed up, but Todd, all it is is uh, Broncos jersey from 2014, uh, a Padres t-shirt. You know, it's just whatever it is that's there, he grabs it and comes in. Recycled, all recycled stuff. Eric? So transitioning a little out of Todd's world, because he does seem to dominate this uh, podcast. Yes, he we're does. We're all very he fascinated does, yeah. by yeah. Todd. But, yeah. but um, as we got into NFL season, what what changes for you as we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of the sports season, MLB playoffs, um, NBA starting soon, NFL, like this, the fall and early winter is crazy for us. And what does that do for you? Does it make your job easier, harder? What does that do to you? Um, see, I would scold you if you were on the air and you'd just ask a question, answer a question, and then ask a question. Did I? Oh, sh- yeah, see? <laughs> I could be better about that. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't change. I, I think it's being aware of the importance of certain things in certain markets. You know, baseball with the Dodgers in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, football, college football in the South. Making sure that you, if there is a story, that you you embrace that story. It doesn't mean you cover everything in all of the markets we're in, but I think if it's something big, then make sure you acknowledge it. Um, so it's just, I think it's more of attention to detail. I mean, we get sometimes where uh, callers or um, people on social media, they're asked, why are they not covering this certain uh topic or this story how do you guys decide what you're covering and what's big enough to be on the national scale opposed to what may just be running that market well i think it's a consensus that um you know mclovin will have some thoughts uh paulie has a great compass when it comes to these are items that are important or we should be covering and then that's when we turn to todd and say all right let's get this guest to compliment this story sometimes we don't have a guest uh to complement a story. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we just end up, what is what interests us? That's all it comes down to. Um, and we come in and we're going like, what are you interested in? There are times we come in and we're not interested in something and then we become more interested and then it becomes a bigger story. You're trying to figure out sort of where a story is going and then how do you advance it? Those are, those are key ingredients every single day. Marv? So, Dan, are you ready to kill any of the Danettes when they ever bring up any list like uh, the 500 greatest songs earlier this week? Is your head ready to explode when they bring it up? No, I know what they're doing. And Paulie does it for content because, you know, the Rolling Stone top five, 500. I was embarrassed for Rolling Stone. I was like, really? I mean, come on. Like, why not just be blatant and say we're, we're trying to uh, attract a younger demo? I mean, if you say that, then I, I, I have great appreciation. If you want to do music and go from 2000 on, the 500 greatest songs, all right, I'm okay with that. But all of a sudden, I'm going, oh, top 500 songs of all time. Where are the Beatles? Or the Stones? Dylan? I mean, you... It just felt like it, you know, we you know, we got to we got to put them in. You know. So you didn't like Missy Elliott get your freak on at number eight. I, I look, I I did I, I did, but I didn't like it at number eight. Let's like 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 at number eight hundred, then I would have been fine with that. We're do- joined by Dan Patrick here in uh, twelve fifteen club. 
I'm doing a reset because I hear you do that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you need to because somebody tunes in and they're and they're going, uh, "Who's that talking? Who's this guy talking?" Yeah, right. And then I I have to let them know that's Mario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This Mario is, is your host yes. on the twelve. Well, are you the host? I mean, or? me and Eric, I think, kind of share the duty. I think we're co-hosts a little bit. I don't think Eric wants that title. I mean, I'm being left out on an island here, Eric. Well, with that intro, there's no way I could ever match that energy, so I'm just going to let you do it. Yeah. yeah, you can't be phony like that. Hey, welcome on episode of 12 Update Yes, so DP is usually like this when we all check in, and then it's three, two, one. Welcome in, everybody. And, you know, it's like Ryan to, in Honolulu. Yeah, it's aloha, everybody. Welcome to the... And he's like, all right. Hey, that was a really good podcast, right? All right, we can edit that part out. Okay, cool. Dan, you're going in, you're going into two Hall of Fames this year. You were supposed to go into one last year, getting inducted this year. Is there one that's more special to you or has any more meaning to you than the other? Well, since I do sports, I would say going into the Sportscasting Hall of Fame means more. But radio was one that I didn't even give any thought to of going into the Hall of Fame. It was just wasn't on my radar and then when I you know got the opportunity got the call and I was like you know that's wonderful because that's everybody who does radio as opposed to everybody who does sports but um, you you don't start out in this business thinking you're going to end up there and uh, I'm very lucky I mean having longevity and I, I tell my broadcast students think about having a long shelf life there are people who can have this meteoric rise. You can be something for one or two years. Can you? Is it sustainable? Can you do it for 10 years? Can you do it for 15 or 20 years? And always think of that. Have that game plan of, I don't want to be a novelty. Uh, I want to be somebody who is, you know, got sustainability, uh, a longer shelf life. And, and that was always what I thought when I got in the business is, you may not notice me, but I'm going to be there. And that was my philosophy when I was at ESPN. I'm just going to do it. And if you notice me, great. If you don't, uh, you know, you're not offended by me. You said that you didn't have that as the goal when you came into this business. What was your goal exactly when you decided to go into sports or broadcasting? Just to do it full time. Just, just to have a job because I didn't have a plan B and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to get in the business. And you're just thinking once you get in, then... I mean, that's the hard part. It's like getting into an Ivy League school. Not that I did, but it, it feels like once you get in, then you're good. Once you get into the business, it feels like, okay, now you hear about other jobs. Uh, you can go to a smaller market, get better, work on your craft. A variety of things you can do now, TV, radio, simulcast, podcast. And I, I just thought if I got a chance, then I, I could make this, I could do this for a living. Well, you got a chance. Now you're a Hall of Famer. Mm. What do you say this is? And now you're hanging out with all your friends yeah, here. Yeah, I know. Look at me. I'm a Look Hall of Famer, <laughs> and I'm in a closet with you guys. <laughs> Would you say this is the pinnacle of your career? Right now? Today? Right now. Yeah. Here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is great. You know, I just finished with a long week. It's like Todd will ask me as soon as we get done with the show, and I'll walk out, and I'll go, um, hey, I'm thinking for Monday, and I'll go, Todd, Todd. Imagine if you just had a meal, big meal, and you got done with your meal. And I said to you, hey, what do you want to have for dinner tomorrow night? That's what it's like when I get done with the show. I don't want to hear from you. Like I, I just did the show, and, and mentally you're like, I'm tired. And Todd just doesn't stop. And then I, I, I yelled at him. Well, I didn't yell at him. I said, Todd, damn it, are you listening to what I say? You're, oh, you're right, right, you're right, right, right. 
And then I, I just walk out, and I'm like, the other Danettes were like, what? And I go, no, it's just Todd. I don't want to talk about Monday show at 12.05 on Friday. And I've told him that, but he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen anymore. I mean, he does not listen. Was it better not having him yesterday? Or did you get emails throughout the day? How does that go when he's not here? Uh, he's here when he's emailing and texting, but uh, it's always better when he's here. You know, I we, we joke, but you know what? He he gives more content than the other three guys combined, and, and he's far more resilient than the other three guys combined because he has to be. But, you know, he he hates missing. He loves being Todd Fritz. And uh, when he's here, it, you know, we're better. We're, we're funnier. It's, it's, a, it's a more interesting show. I thought you were going to say he hates missing like on jokes because I was like, he does that pretty often. Yeah, so, but, but he doesn't it, – it doesn't yeah. deter him. No. Like he's – you would think you'd go, dude, I mean, <laughs> like you, are you hearing this? That's <laughs> called this crickets. Yeah, nobody is laughing. And then he'll just go to the next one and then the next one. So that's Todd. But I'm trying to get him. So he did stand up, and he didn't do well in a couple places, but I thought, okay, Mr. Resiliency, let's do it again. But he won't do it. Can't get him to do it. And even though I asked Sandler, David Spade, to help write some jokes for him, he will not do that because if he's funny, he doesn't get credit. It'll be Sandler and Spade. He'd rather fail with his own material than succeed with somebody else's. That's just like your advice. He doesn't want to take no, he doesn't. it. No, he goes he, back to he that. Always, when he says, I could be better, then I know he's not really listening or he's not going to do it. I could be better. I could be better <laughs> about that. Marv? So for the Super Bowl, when you guys go out to L.A., is the goal to get Todd to do a night at the comedy store at one of the... No. No. Because I, I don't like initiating it anymore. I, I feel like I'm abusing him when I do it. And I, I just want him – he has talent. He could truly be a stand-up comedian if he let others write his material. Because, as we've talked about, observational humor without the humor is just observation. And it's kind of tough at a, at a comedy shop where, hey, I, I noticed this, and then you're waiting for the punchline. And then Todd will just go blue, and then he'll curse, and then it'll kind of trail off. And then you go, that, that's, that's not how you deliver a punchline. He'll throw in something about his wife, bowel movement, yeah, and yeah, goes yeah. downhill from there. Yeah. Dill? Um, do you think he has a little bit of a speed issue, too? I noticed that from the clip. He just sort of starts, like, you can barely yeah. kind of, even, though, even if there was a punchline buried in there. I'm glad you guys brought me in to talk about Todd. That's what it always just turns yeah. into. Yeah. I tried to transition yeah, I tried. Well, it came back in. Well, we have Dan Z. Anybody have any questions? You want to ask him anything? One more question, and then I, I'm going to go. I did have if, a, I, if I yelled at Todd that I don't want to talk about Monday show, that's, I don't that's wanna... why I just gave Mario the break. <laughs> yeah, sign. I know. Oh I mean, I give me done. one. If you got one more question, <laughs> I, have a, I have a real question. Then I, I got to get my drink on, as drink. I always do. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Bloody Mary out there. Get your drink on and get your freak on. Get Bloody your Mary. Get your drink on. Okay. And then we fight the power. Yeah, we do. That was the number two song all time wasn't it fight the power yeah the power, it was, it yeah. was up there one. yeah it was number two yeah, yeah. wait was uh, it really i think yeah. so i think it, yeah, was it was number two song of the top 500 of all time but i'm i'm not gonna Great get list. upset casey you're, Kasem. you're very I, composed right now man. i i know i'm fine I, do, I don't care i i was embarrassed by that by that list dylan you have a serious question so no, you don't have to be serious it's just i feel like i'm i so came t- in to so todd fritz <laughs> <laughs> no i uh 
I was gonna say when you're talking before about like uh, longevity versus sort of like flaming out. What's yeah. like a one secret to longevity over the alternative in this business? I think it's up to the individual because I chose one path, but that doesn't mean that's the right one. Um, I just didn't want to make it about me. And I think if you make it about the product, you can still have fun and still have your personality, but make it about the product. When I gave highlights on SportsCenter, it was the highlight is the most important thing. That's why every one of my catchphrases was usually one word, because I didn't want to overshadow the highlight. That's my job is to give you that that highlight. And, and that's, that might be your, your favorite team. I didn't want to dominate the highlight and make it about me doing your highlight. And, uh, but that's just if you're able to be on a show like ESPN or ESPN News where you're doing those highlights. It's, you know, this show has to be about me because my name's on it. But you still want to make it about your guests when they're on. I want to make it about the Danettes when they're on. And you have to be selfless in certain uh, ways. And then you have to be selfish at other times. I have one question based off that selfless, oh, selfish God. thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a serious question. Not a serious question. But. Sorry. <laughs> you always talk about uh, you have you have Emmys. You've won Emmys. But this show doesn't have Emmys. Would uh, winning this show or winning an Emmy for this show be the pinnacle of your career or would it be up there just given that you've built this on your own? You started the very bottom with this and you've built it to what it is. How would that compare to like your own Emmy at this point? You just ask, answered, and then ask again. Yeah, I did that on you Are you guys? <laughs> and, and you're a professor at a college. I am. Did I do that or no? You did do that too. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a it's a fallback. We always we all do it. I try not to do it very much. It's like you have a question. What would a what would a sports Emmy mean to you for the show? To me? No. <laughs> that's ask the question. That's the question. Right. You don't have to lead the witness. You're not a, a you know a lawyer. Yeah, it's entrapment. Yeah, it's just what would a sports Emmy mean to you for this show? All right, in three, two, two, one. one. So you're going to edit all that other stuff. Yeah, of course. Right? Right. 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 Yes, we will. Obviously, for okay. sure. All right. What would an Emmy mean to you in this show, Dan Patrick? Would it be the pinnacle of my career? No. But would it be up there? Yes, because it's collaborative. When you when you win a, an Emmy and it's singular, it's not really about just you because you needed everybody else. This would be about everybody else because we're equal parts. You know what I offer, the Danettes offer. Um, it would be really, really rewarding. And then to get up there, and I wouldn't give the speech. I would have the other Danettes get up there and do like twenty seconds each. And then watch Todd, you know, go <laughs> go a couple of minutes. Uh, but I, we've been nominated four consecutive years, and we're going against networks. We're twelve people here, and I'm. What we do is on par with anybody else out there, if not more so. And that's what I take great pride in: that we have great people here. You get the opportunity to do this, and we do it at a very high level. And I demand that, but. Having others demand it as well is equally as important. And that bottom line is, what was the product like? How good is it? Every single day, segment, interview, topics, every single day. 
And I'm maniacal about that, that you, we want that to be great. And there are times when we get done with an interview or it's a segment, I'll walk out and, you know, I, I just like, damn, you know, we didn't do anything there. And Paulie knows that, you know, he can tell. But I, I just want to make sure that what we do is going to be high quality as long as I do it. And when it's not, then I, I won't continue to do it. Like this podcast is not where it should be. I was going to ask, and you I that. and I feel like it's it's Don't time worry. for me to go. Yeah, you're going to get out of here. Yeah, I'm going to get out of here. All right. Well, but you guys get better, and I'll come back. It was great having you. Dan. Yeah, let's do this again we'll sometime. See you next time. How much? Um, how long is that going to be? If it's you've done sixty. I mean, I mean, fifty-four again. Percentage. So we would see you in again like another fifteen because we saw you it's another fifteen weeks. Yes. Awesome. End of the NFL season. That's pretty good. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get to that finish line. You're going to have to like come talk to Like the last Friday of the regular season. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this. Book me. Yeah. Book Yay! you? All right. Unless we get like uh, a wife or something. I mean, And that's great. If you do, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be all for that. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dan. See you next Thanks, time. Man. All right. Well, I think that's all we got this week. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like talking to Dan. Dan's the best. Although I do think that we sometimes maybe let him down on this podcast by some of our antics and our ask, answer, ask. I feel bad about that. I really do Can, feel like I could be better about this that. This is going to be a really stupid question, but what is the ask? Like, I, I understand it, but what's an example of it? Like, you give, so you ask a question, you give two examples, and then you ask the question again. Instead of giving the examples, just a, oh, so just leave the examples. Ask it. Yeah. Yes. So, is this the pinnacle of your career? Like, you said that this was this, and you said that, you know, this was that. Is this the pinnacle of your career? Mm. That's what it is. Mark? Yeah, so like we played sound earlier of Steph Curry from a couple years ago. He just asked, are you a better offensive player than LeBron? That's it. And then when he answers, then he gets into, you're a better shooter, yada, yada, yada. Eric? What's funny about the ask, answer, ask is that it's almost like, and for me, it's certainly a subconscious because I'm not trying to do it. But it's like you're trying to prove that you've thought about the question as opposed to just like getting it out there. Um, It gives it merit. Kinda yeah, so mind. you're like, I've done research, blah, 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 and so... Exactly. Um, I mean, I've only been listening to Dan do interviews as a job for 10 years, so maybe at some point I'll figure out how to be a better well, interviewer. Also, it's like in normal conversation, you kind of do that with people. You know, like if you're just talking to someone, you'll be like, throw in examples when for you're sure. asking a question, and then... Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Well, we'll try again next week, right? We'll be back doing this again next week. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Dan yeah. cancels mm-hmm. it. Let's hope so. Yeah, unless Mario, I mean, Mario, this would probably fall on your shoulders. You think so? I, I know so. That's awkward. Well, that's all we got this for this. <laughs> that's all we got this week uh, for myself, my Ariel, Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy. Have a great weekend, everyone. We will see you next week. <laughs>